Hey, what's up, everybody? The Technical Foul Podcast back again for another episode. Um, this episode, we're mainly going to be talking about the NFL divisional round of the playoffs that just wrapped up. Has some real good games, and um, uh, also talking a little bit about you know what we think for the upcoming rounds of the playoffs, Super Bowl outlook, um, and then there's some other topics. We'll wrap it up with a little bit of basketball, a little bit of uh, the Winter Olympics are coming up, and. Uh, Got some news. Rounded out. So, uh, got Ben, Raz, what's everybody's up, what's here. Up, what's up, what's up? Welcome um, back. First of all, let's start it off. Because we got like three weeks left before the Super Bowl, Right. it's time to start planning the, yeah, the get-together. Yeah. So, what is like some favorites, like favorite foods, favorite things to do during like a party get together. And we'll put some polls out there too so we can get other people engaged on too because I feel like ideas for to bring to Super Bowl parties are always a discussion amongst people. Like, hey, who's bringing who's bringing the wings or who's bringing the the guac? You know what I'm saying? Also some maybe some do's and don'ts. And definitely some do's and don'ts. So first of all... uh, Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. Raz, what's your like... Number one party Super Bowl food. Uh, for me, because it's definitely going to be cold, and I do not like the cold weather. So uh, I think it only be right if you uh, bring, like, some soup. You got to have, like, a chili or, you know, uh, for me, I love gumbo. And, you know, we have Raz's um, gumbo and jambalaya at Publix right now, so go pick that up. Plug, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll shout def- out to Raz's Foods. Yeah, shout out to Zef- Chef Z Foods. Uh, definitely gonna be bringing that, and um, I think it's a cool like switch of pace because um, you can't go wrong with soup. So that's definitely gonna be on the tray. And normally February, it's normally cold. It's so normally cold a, down in the thing. south. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Ben? You know, I'm like a pizza and wings guy. That's like my my go to probably for party foods. Yeah. Top five, top five, top five. Of course, five. you always got your traditionals, like, you know, your little Smokies. Yeah. Maybe some Rotel dip, something like that. Mm-hmm. It's always good. Some people bring the puppy chow. It's one of my yeah. favorites. I'm not down on that. Like, like the Chex Mix? Like you mean, like, the Chex Mix the with, Chex like, powdered sugar? Oh, my gosh. No. I do not like that. <laughs> no, that's, to me, that's like a Christmas little dish on the side. That's grab an any time dish, because it's nah. fire. Fire, 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 for me, this the finger foods are the main thing. Yeah. You know, the wings. Right. You know, cheese sticks, any type of dips, salsa guac, nachos. Nachos. Definitely got I, mean, I think nachos is probably definitely in the top five if this yeah. was, you know, family feud or something like that. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> so in other words, if we have a Super Bowl party, we're gonna have quite the spread. Yes, yes. yes. Um but yeah, so with Super Bowl parties and the other um events at the crib what are some do's and don'ts let's, let's go at like a host perspective if you're like the host like what's like some do's and don'ts at your crib for guests um man i'm not like i don't know i think i'm like a poster child for don't because like <laughs> i'm not a very good host like to me the people i invite to my house yeah 
I almost feel like they're family anyways. So I'm not like, I'm not the person that's going to walk around. Hey, can I be for your drink? Uh, would you like anything else to eat? You're not refilling Is drinks. Is everything good? Are you comfortable? So I'm just going to go like, and bring up me? a memory that I have of <laughs> the first Super Bowl I watched with Tony. Uh, this man was belligerent. So loud. Everybody was like, what is this guy doing? Burr, 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 burr. Talking the whole time. Like, no, I was a guest though. I wasn't a host. It was at your place. <laughs> it was actually at your apartment. <laughs> oh, man. But, you know. <laughs> I think you forgot about that one. Probably. Well, that was, I was going to say, uh, before Raz kind of specified it, I was going to say that, like, the main thing, like, as a guest is not to come over to somebody else's house and, like, get super lit and, like, Trash. try to just take over and just try to fight. blast the whole party. Yeah, <laughs> try to fight people. Like, don't be that guy. Right. It's always got to say something or be awkward. Say something controversial. Has, has absolutely, like, doesn't Talks even too much doesn't even, the game. doesn't even watch football but is just completely super knowledgeable oh like, yeah yeah <laughs> oh yeah it's the uh, patriots well, and the seahawks uh, the patriots are absolute garbage you know like, what? Uh, you're only well, saying that because you're matt at my ryan house. he uh he has uh 17 game-winning drives in the fourth quarter under two minutes <laughs> what number okay. is matt ryan exactly exactly <laughs> he's 12 he's right there on the street <laughs> Nah, man. So, okay. What about on? Uh, for me, as a as a guest, I think for me, I would hate if the host or if somebody has like the remote and it's just like flipping through it. The, if there's like multiple games and they're just kind of like flipping through, like, come on, man, keep it on one channel. That's just for me. Now, some people might like that, but or if you're me, you just have two TVs. Yeah, so you watch two, two games at going, one time. Right, right. right. The middle of the halftime show is, hey, let's go over Don't here. Don't touch the remote. Let's go over and watch the Bikini Bowl on MTV. No, <laughs> right. man. We want to watch JT on the halftime show. Yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely. So, with the, you know, this weekend was our, what, divisional round. And, you know, we had a very exciting, a couple of very exciting games. And especially the Vikings game, that went all the way down to the wire. And probably one of the greatest finishes in playoff history, in my opinion. I mean, the other ones I've seen, it's definitely up there. It was like I was watching on my phone on the bus on the way home from a basketball game, and I was like, man, that was crazy. Like, I Shout out to media streaming. I just don't remember, <laughs> other than maybe like the Music City Miracle, I don't remember another game that ended like that, where you had such an exciting play finish the game. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think the first game on Sunday as well was super good, too. I mean, it was it was back and forth, and even every time it looked like um, the Steelers were out of it, the the Jaguars or the, the, the yeah the Steelers were out of it. They just kept coming back. There was really not a lot of defense in the game. It was yeah. it was really a good high scoring game, um, which especially this time of year when there's a lot of people watching that aren't like really diehard fans that watch every game during the season. Like this is the time of year where. People who are kind of casual fans watch, and that was perfect for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, as opposed to the Saturday games, which were both, I think both of the Saturday game day games were pretty much one sided. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the Patriots walked away with it, and um, the the well, other Eagles Falcons game was close. It was like yeah. the Eagles Falcons were close. Yeah, yes. They had a chance at the end to to win it, but uh, the fourth down play. Which, to be honest, if I'm a Falcons fan, I probably would have been pretty upset because it kind of looked like pass interference to me. But, you know, I don't know. Yeah, but Julio couldn't come down with it. 
But it was good to for Matt Ryan to actually look for Julio and to actually go and get it. Um, so, I mean, it's kind of on both of his shoulders with that one. Any surprises for you guys that the Eagles lost their their starting quarterback during the season? The Vikings really seem like a surprise all the way around. The Jaguars have been hot I mean, garbage for years teams, and years. I think the Jaguars are the most, like, surprising but just because a lot of people are down on Blake Bortles but just because their of defense where is they've so been. incredible this year and just you know obviously not this weekend but they've been very good mm-hmm. so yeah. they probably just, have just to, a team not a lot of people probably expected to make yeah, it this far because they've been bad so many years before this and so it's kind of like here we go Jacksonville Jaguars maybe just face. teams we don't see Every yeah. year in this situation, it's yeah. kind of d- good mm-hmm. to see some fresh faces. New faces. Um, obviously, I'm perfectly fine with the Patriots being in, but I like oh, I like seeing the different teams. Uh, mm-hmm. I like the idea of the Vikings having Super Bowl at home. Mm-hmm. That would be pretty. That'd be very pretty cool, cool deal. Switch a pace from um, the NBA dominance topics we touched on in the past. Yes, yeah. you know where you have the Cavs and the Warriors every year. For the last few years. It is nice. It seems like teams. there's been a lot of parity this year in the NFL. You didn't really know exactly which teams were going to be in the you know, the late playoff rounds. I mean, obviously the Patriots have been very good for many years, and this is like their seventh straight AFC championship or something like that. And But there's been a lot of other teams that we, you know, we weren't sure about who was actually going to make it to this, this round. Speaking of, uh, we got four teams left. There are four quarterbacks, one of which I think everybody would have expected. The three other quarterbacks, I think, you know, everybody's kind of like, you know, these guys are not not that great. So, at confidence at a confidence level, obviously, I think all, we're all three going to say Brady would be one if we were ranking him being the most confident with him at the helm. What would be your other two through four with the remaining quarterbacks? Not necessarily the teams overall, but the quarterbacks. Who would you say you'd feel the most comfortable with running your team at this point? Tony, you want to touch on that first? Um, I think I'd probably go um, with uh, Blake Bortles, number two, um, just because I think he has been he has been a pretty consistent quarterback over the years he's just not really had much of a team around him at all um probably Nick Foles next just because he's a veteran you know he's got some experience leading the team even if he hasn't really been super successful and in case Keenum we really don't you know really don't have a lot of tape on him we don't really have a much to go on but I mean he's looked solid so far so that would be my other you know two through four okay um, I would agree with that. I mean, I don't think my list, my grading scale is much different from that. Um, it's good to see Blake Bortles um, take advantage of this opportunity to put his team, you know, to give his team a, a winning chance to win these games. Because I think this probably, uh, would you say he probably has the least talent on his team and as far as offensively? Who? Blake Boyle, the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's the least talented. Well, he has the least talent around him. Oh, I don't oh, agree with that. Because not I anymore. Think 
Fournette is a very, very solid running back. What about the receiving The class receivers are okay. Ends. I mean, with, with Allen Robinson being out, that kind of yeah takes away from him. But they've had, like, D.D. Westbrook has stepped up and mm-hmm. played really well, rookie. Um, a lot of new names. D.D. Yeah. Westbrook, um, who's the other guy? Marquise Lee. He's not really new, but... Marquise Lee's played very good this year. I think it's his third year. Yeah. Um, Keenum Cole, I think that was was his name. Maybe. Um, So, yeah, I would go two. I would go Bortles. Uh, Actually, I would switch um, yours, Tony. I would put Keenum at three and um, Foles at four. Um, For the simple fact that, you know, their defense, I feel like their defense is – well, we're talking about quarterbacks, though. So, you would you still say you'd feel more comfortable with Keenum than than Foles as your QB? As my you're QB. down by six. Yeah, who do you're you down by five with two minutes left. Who do you put behind the wheel? Oh yeah, you're right. Okay, let's go with Nick Foles. Um, I this like you said, I think he has more of a resume. Um, you know, the kind so, of neck and neck. I, I'm, gl- I'm glad that you guys went the other way because I am <laughs> completely the opposite. I actually would probably – I would rank Case Keenum two, and I'll tell you why. He is actually number two in the NFL in QBR, total QBR this year. Um, so he has played the best this season um, out of any of the quarterbacks left. He's actually ahead of Brady in total QBR, and I'm definitely not saying he's better than Brady. We're never going to say that. But um, – I would feel secondly. Hold on a minute, because six of the games they had to play the Packers, who were completely destroyed. Terrible defense. They had to play who else? Detroit. Detroit, which Detroit was pretty good. They were eh. all right this year. The Bears was the other one. And then the Bears garbage had a Bears. Pretty, nah, I, Bears I, I defense is better than most people think. The Bears defense is not is okay. Yeah, I. I understand that, but then at the same time, you could argue, okay, the Patriots played the the Dolphins. Who were almost in playoff contention. I think they're a little overrated. <laughs> uh, the Jets. And, uh, and, the, and I'll give you credit, the Bills are very good this year. Right. And have a really good defense. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, for me, like, Keenum has played very well. He's looked very good. He's the all-time leading passer in college football history for yards like he's a guy that they obviously can play and I think he's been put in the right situation to where he can be effective and then two I would say or three excuse me I would actually say Nick Foles just because he's he's been with the Eagles before he knows kind of their system and how they do things and he's played well with the time he's been in there Bortles the only thing for me is this he's just too inconsistent, and too many turnovers. And that that's what worries me with Bortles. Now, can they win with him? Sure. Like, if the defense steps up and plays really well, but I just don't see them beating the Patriots. Yeah. So, to me, I've got the Patriots and the Vikings in the Super Bowl. Do you, what do you guys think? Um, well, first of all, I think I give Blake Bortles a little bit more credit because he has had to be kind of – in his career, he's been – I mean, he's been in Jacksonville, and they haven't had a good team. And he, like, mentally has had to keep himself a ready pro. to go, yeah. even as bad as their teams are. And I, I think that's prepared and him. I'm glad you said that. For, 
I think he's taking a little bit too much heat. Like, yeah. I, I mean, understand, I don't feel confident with him as my quarterback, but I also don't think he's as bad as everybody has made him out to be. They say that because their team has yeah. been bad for so many years, and they're just not giving him his – I mean, because I think uh, there were – he got hurt, and then they put another quarterback in. So I think subconsciously the people see that, oh, their yeah. main quarterback isn't really doing anything for him. But like, he's well, actually been – Tom Brady, you know, he's 40-some years right, old, right. and he's still going strong cause, mm-hmm. because of Tom Brady. No, that's because he's had an amazing offensive line around right, him his right. entire it's career. It's all about the situation he never gets in. hit. Exactly. He's not having to put the team on the back, though. He's had LeGarrette Blunt. He's had running backs to run out of the backfield and, and the block And here's a list for you. Here's the, here's the guys that – and there's just a few names, but Blake Bortles has had a better QBR than this season. And you probably might be surprised by a few of these. Jared Goff, who a lot of people have been very high on. Mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins, Cam Newton, Derek Carr, Eli Manning, Joe Flacco. Those are just to name a few. He was actually 12th overall in QB, total QBR this year, which mm-hmm. is in the, the better half. Yeah. So I, I think say you put some solid, some solid pieces around him, and it shows that, you know, they're able to put something together. So now, if, if if Carson Wentz, I feel like we just have to mention him at least. If he's if he's in this list, the Eagles may win it all. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, we can't forget about him. Uh, with all that being said, um, do you guys think this is a good look for the NFL overall? Because my stance is, you know, these are new faces, new you know, on this stage, um, these receivers in Jacksonville, who are they? Um, you know, we have, you know, the starless talent that's not in, you know, in the, you know, this final four, you know, Odell's not playing. He's been out for since half of the season. Um, is this good to see like this type of talent on TV? Um, are we missing out on, um, what it could have been is what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't think so, and I think that's where kind of I disagree with some people about, like, the NBA's structure. Yeah. It's like, well, you know, <clears throat> your viewership is going to be up if you have the big names in there every time. Well, right. yeah, but also you're kind of um, you're kind of segregating yourself from whole fan bases that don't really care about the playoffs in your most important time because their team is never in it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's it's good to have some of this parity and some of these revolving doors of, of teams kind of sneaking in because, you know, it keeps teams excited because now, you know, the, the Vikings, they may not be back to the playoffs for five years, but, you know, them being in this time, that's going to get their fan base recharged up. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll start watching again at least for a little bit. You know, until the pay off new stadium, until the excitement yeah. wears off. You know, so having be, having more fan bases regularly engaged, I think, is a good thing. Um, which I think that's a good thing that there's like half of the teams in the NBA can make the playoffs. You know, so more fans get to see their team in the playoffs. Yeah. But I think this time of year in the NBA, having something like this, or in the NFL, I mean. Having something like this happen, I think, is really good for the ratings and stuff like that because you get these fan bases who, I mean, I hope three it, of the four yeah. fan bases of the teams that are in this haven't had their haven't had much excitement about their teams in a while. Mm-hmm. So it's good to you know you're getting a you know a new group of people energized about the game and watching and 
I think it's good overall for the NFL commerce. and their ratings. Yeah. I mean, overall, like I, I don't necessarily agree with that because I think if your team's like the Cowboys, the Patriots, the Steelers, whoever, you know, are in the Super Bowl, like you're gonna have better ratings because there's more fans that like those teams. But personally, I like this. I like this better because I would rather see the teams that haven't been as successful, like the Vikings, the Eagles, like some of these other teams that haven't made to the Super Bowl a lot. Like, but what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, is the Patriots. If the Patriots make it every year, you're not gaining any viewers because those same people who were excited and watching the games last year are still the same people who are excited and watching the games this year. But you don't think the Patriots are gaining more fans because of their success? I don't think as many as all of the Vikings fans or all of the Eagles fans, I don't think they're gaining that many. You know, and now, you know, the Eagles are in and now their fans are going to be excited for a couple of years. So even if they don't make it back, they're going to watch, they're going to buy merch, they're going to they're going to still be they're going to be engaged. engaged for a couple years, yeah. Yeah. and then you know the Cowboys are going so to. You're saying like game. overall ratings, not necessarily just the Super Bowl or whatever. I'm going to fill in the blanks with this, right? No, I mean yeah. overall for the NFL, I think sure. it's yeah. it's I agree with that. much more beneficial. Yeah. Where? So uh, there's a couple of little pieces of news we can go ahead and and address. Um, the Titans actually parted ways with Mike Malarkey today. Uh, they 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 say that it's a mutual. Um, I don't know that anything's safe really face. mutual. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> safe face maybe, which is an interesting call considering, you know, they made the playoffs this year. This is the first time they've been in the playoffs in several years. Playoffs. And uh, <laughs> I was just I just find it kind of surprising. Like I I feel like being like an interim coach that he came in and filled in. He actually did pretty well. Right. Uh, maybe they're looking for somebody to get him over the top. But, yeah, that's kind of interesting. It's definitely interesting because, I mean, since when have the Titans been – had this good of a run? I mean, they made it to the playoffs. Last time they had a playoff appearance was, what, when the Music City – Probably when they were – Music uh, City Magic. Vince Young was there. Yeah, I so, I don't know. That's one of those, like, you know, behind-the-scenes things, you know, maybe – Malarkey feel like he there was another opportunity, maybe with the Giants or something like that. That he thought it would be more beneficial for him. I don't know, but um, hopefully. One thing, one thing I can see is if maybe if it's from an ownership level, is if like maybe they got too excited, mm-hmm. like saying, "Oh man, we're we're pretty good. We could we could win this whole thing." Yeah, all of a sudden their bubble has popped immediately, right. and it's like, well, you know, oh, it must be because the coach is garbage, so we gotta get rid of him. You know, because. Yeah. I mean, especially if ownership, if an ownership group that really doesn't have the um, trust, the football savvy okay. to know yeah. that, that, yeah, you know, we didn't make it, but we're moving in the right direction. And he really is a good fit. You know, it, that's, that's, I think happens sometimes whenever uh, sports teams let the, um, when owners don't let the GMs and the upper level job. management make decisions based on actual performance they base their decisions on feelings and emotions mm-hmm. in the moment because they're fans and too yeah yeah so you know if if ownership isn't allowing management to make that decision they're going above their heads and saying listen oh we were excited we already had the super bowl t-shirts printed up and mm-hmm. you know well we got to re- get rid of him right you know yeah. that could be something but i guess we really don't know right now right but we'll see 
So another uh, couple other things, um, some some moves that are relevant to us, just in our fandom. Um, the uh, Pittsburgh Pittsburgh Steelers, no, the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates. The Pittsburgh Pirates uh, decided, which is kind of been rumored for a while, but they decided to uh, make some trades. They traded um, Garrett Cole. They also traded Andrew McCutcheon, who um, we follow pretty closely here. Um, we always enjoy going and seeing um, the Pirates play, seeing Andrew play whenever they play the Braves. Um, now he's got traded to uh, the Giants. Ben, what do you think about that? You know, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm a little... I'm a little sad just because I feel like he turned the Pirates franchise around. You know, I feel like he really gave them a new life when he was drafted there and turned, you know, just brought a lot of energy and and they ended up being a playoff team a couple two or three years. He was years a face of the franchise. He was a face of the franchise. He was energized. He's he I feel like he really believed in the team and that right. that they could turn it around. I think he had like so many fans really loved him like he got voted the cover of MLB the show. He was an MVP. Like he brought so many good things to the to the Pirates franchise. And then I feel like in a way they kind of disrespected him. And you know, I feel like in a lot of ways that teams do look to move on from uh, veteran players whenever they're the team's not doing very well and they need to kind of press reset a little bit. I understand that. But there's been a couple of times, it, last season and this season, I feel like they kind of kept him in the dark with what was going on. They didn't really speak to him about possibly moving on from him. But that those kind of things happen. It's a business. I understand that. Um, yeah. Sometimes business decisions are not the most most popular. So, so here's the thing. I just, I think that, if somebody's your franchise player and they've brought a lot of value to your franchise, like I feel like they deserve a different type of respect and like a little bit of a heads up with what, hey, this is what we're thinking about doing. Um, I know this might not be what you want, but we have respect for you, so this is the direction we might be going. You know, and I feel like that would happen with a Jeter. You know, I'm not saying he's on that level, but I'm saying. There's a lot of guys that, you know, franchise players, I felt they, they would have been treated a little bit differently. So. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like if at the end of Chipper's career, if the Braves say, listen, man, you know, I think it's, you know, we're not we're really, we're ready to go in a different direction, you know, and kind of let him know that way he can make his own decision on what he wants to do. Um, I feel like some players do get that respect. Um, but I think also a lot of times the business decisions aren't the most popular. Uh, we've seen that in uh, Miami recently with them just like up and deucing with uh, Giancarlo Stanton and not Everybody, giving him not any heads up right. with uh, D. Gordon. With players that, I mean, D. Gordon really not Marcel isn't like Asuna. a super star player, but I mean, he's a he was one Good of their boy. franchise big name players. Um, but I think the biggest one was Giancarlo. Just, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he found out about his trade on Twitter. This little come. <laughs> communication as there was during that situation but i feel like that's just the way that you know business is sometimes and mm -hmm. as fans you don't want to you you see like if the braves got rid of freddie freeman right now i would be upset but i would also understand like well you know 
yeah, we got to rebuild, but also I'm like, he's the only good player. He's the, <laughs> he's the piece we have. Yeah. Like, let's build around the piece that we have, mm-hmm. you know, instead of getting rid of all our pieces and starting over and not knowing what we're getting. Mm-hmm. At least you can keep one or two pieces that you know, okay, we've got a solid Core. foundation. Let's build around that. Yeah. I mean, I don't really understand some of these moves. I mean, I, I think monetarily, like Giancarlo's situation – there was no way for the new ownership, based on what they wanted to spend on salary, to pay him what he's worth and keep him. But also at the same time, like, dude, he's a cornerstone. Yeah. Well, on and on the baseball side of the of the McCutcheon trade, I feel like it's good for him because it gives him a fresh start. He gets to go to a team that is interested in trying to make the playoffs. You know, they're they're not trying to rebuild right now. They have a lot of veteran players. Um, you know, I think I think it'll be good situation for him, baseball situation. So, and obviously they uh, found value in him that they would trade for him. So, and by the way, I would like to mention that I might have slightly predicted this when I went to uh, San Francisco. I bought me a Giants hat. <laughs> Had no idea he was going to be there a few months later. You also have a bunch of Kansas City Royals. Hats, <laughs> Is that news? <laughs> it's just, hey, I thought this looked cool, so I bought it. <laughs> no, I do like to buy stuff when I go like to a certain city, like yeah, get a piece of the city. Yeah, take back with you. Um, on the basketball front, I know we talked about some NCAA players that were hot last uh, last time on the 2017 recap. Yeah. Um, what are some updates on some of those guys on? Uh, um, Trey, uh, what's Trey Young, Trey Young, Trey oh, Young, man. Trey Young, Trey Young. <laughs> Jeez, balling. Ball. He's been awesome, man. Is this he still last, kicking it? Well, so yesterday or Saturday, whichever day it was, he had forty-three points, eleven rebounds, seven assists. He did have nine turnovers, but we'll we'll kind of brush that under the rug a little bit with uh, how much he has the ball in his hands. Right. But I looked at like his stats for like the last twelve games, and it's unreal. How good he's playing it's crazy so first number one overall pick Ooh, i don't know if he'd go number one overall with all these talented bigs that are i say game. andreas cooper Powery or uh probably go i'm the the big from uh, san antonio state university um i think he'll um you know definitely be the number one he's uh plug all over <laughs> he's dunking everybody's Luka head Doncic, you know plug no, I'm, I'm just kidding. But, I, I mean, Marvin Bagley is, like, insanely good for Duke. The first? Marvin or the Bagley second? The third, actually. Oh, the third. Sorry. Um, and then DeAndre Ayton, a lot of people like. Um, Michael Porter, I think, would have been a top three pick had he not got injured. Not a lot of people are talking about him. So, I mean, Trey Young is definitely very extremely talented. I think he'll probably end up going top five. If not, he'll you definitely be the top Duke guy? ten. Yeah, Marvin Bagley. Marvin Bagley, okay. Yeah, he just had a big game earlier. So you sleep, bro? My bad. I did, I, that part I skipped over for some reason. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, but he's having an amazing season. I, and if he slides into the top five, I don't think anybody can argue with that. Especially not with the uh, Steph Curry fever and three-point fever that the NBA has oh, yeah. now. Hey, yeah. Steph's Teams retiring. He, Steph's retiring. Teams he's going to really Steph focus on his ownership. And the, uh, Steph gave him a nod in like the Panthers. A interview too. Trying to buy the Panthers now. Right. Well, to piggyback on our last pod, just I found out that um, 
he does have ownership in Under Armour, so he probably does have that bread to purchase. Bro, not a buy an NFL team bread. Not by himself, but go in on somebody. <laughs> All right, we're getting off track here. So a couple of other guys that I would like to talk about are near and dear to my heart. Uh, former Hamilton Heights. Homegrown Christian guys. Academy Hawks. No, it's from Ontario, Canada. Well, They're from Canada, but, but they, they played here in They get their work here. <laughs> they did. They did work in Chattanooga, and uh, but Shea Gilgis Alexander, he's the point guard for Kentucky. He's been kind of the six man role, but playing like a lot of minutes. And then uh, Quade Green got hurt recently, and like the last two games, he played seventy eight out of eighty minutes, <laughs> which is kind of crazy. Yeah, Shea has been really solid, especially since uh, SEC play started, conference play. You know, he's been averaging like six, seventeen points a game for the last six games and just six foot six point guard like seven foot wingspan he can get to the basket like very extremely talented new haircut more aerodynamic <laughs> more aerodynamic when i fight more swag you know, just, sauce uh, just he is uh he's playing he's getting better and better every day and i just think he's got i mean i know i'm probably a little bit biased on this but i think by by the time things are said and done He's going to be like a top, you know, mid first round to possibly potentially a lottery pick with the skill and the size that he has. You don't think he's going to stay? He will want to stay? No, I don't think so. You don't think so? I'm the one and done era. <laughs> um, no, but, no insider, uh, insider reference there. And then his his cousin too, uh, Nikhil Alexander Walker. He's at Virginia Tech, also a freshman, uh, two guard, can play the point a little bit if you need him to. He's uh, he's doing very well also, and uh, just smooth jumper can kind of bring a little bit of everything. Amazing kid, like always, like a great teammate. I think he's gonna end up probably sliding into the late first round, and unless things pick up. But I think you know he could be an early second, late first at the at the absolute worst. So. Um. I think, you know, you talked about Duke earlier, and uh, I just really want to uh, shout out Grayson Allen. Um, I Senior. think he's really, you know, solid. Cleaned up his game. Hey, Grayson Allen is super talented, man. No, I he's supposed to stop me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, technical foul. Listen, on. though, man, I, I can't really say anything bad about the kid. Like, I know he had the whole tripping deal, like, the last couple of years, but. He was tripping he, last he's year. He's calmed down. <laughs> he's calmed down a little bit, and, you know, he. Uh, he's a great player. I can't say anything bad about. First him. rounder still. He might go late first. He's he's kind of old now. You know, he's twenty two. Can't believe we're this deep in the conversation. Hey, guys, I mean, what? Guess what? Though? What is you he good we're at? We're only though? a month away from the trade deadline. We're not going to talk about that today. We're not going to let Tony get all upset and worked up. That's something to look forward just to. Just keep in mind that the trade deadline is right around the corner. Yes. And you know me and Raz get excited about this time of year. Oh yeah. yeah. Especially about our team. LeBron to the Jazz. Oh. <laughs> no. No. But seriously, though, I mean, there, uh, there's a couple of big games coming on tonight, but just uh, we're right in the middle of playoff season. All All-Star right. break's about to come up. MLK Day. A bunch of games. Some fire kicks some coming fire out. Kicks. Oh, some MLK. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kicks coming out. Black History Month Black kicks, kicks, kicks coming, coming out. out. All-Star Weekend kicks coming out next month. Do you have any? Uh, a lot of heat. MLK or Black History? Uh, oh, yeah. I got, last year, I got the Black History Month Jordan 1s. Yeah. 
They got the removable uh, Velcro. You can change the colors out on mm-hmm. the swoosh. Yeah. You guys have any uh, imminent purchases uh, coming up? Uh, man, I just got a new computer. If tell- you guys know, that's big for me because I've had my... It was rocking flimsy. a 2009 MacBook Pro yes. that had to prop up like a pillow behind the monitor because yeah. it was loose yes. and oh, would geez. just fall back flat. The hinge was loose. And my friend would be like, I can't say anything. I had a 2008 or 2009 for a while and just upgraded like last year. So, yeah, I'm trying to get a new car, so, but so hopefully that will come through. I feel like I'm a little better on easier on electronics than Raz is. <laughs> well, I bought it used, so like I did, I wasn't the first one. This is a okay. 2017. So, you, so, what you're saying is, whoever uh, had it before you broke it in before me. Basically. Bro, you got like eight years out of a laptop. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's yes, pretty good, that's right? That's pretty good. That's a lot of <laughs> right? legal, legally downloaded movies on there. Yeah, legally. Legally. Properly purchased. Properly purchased, of course. Did you get them transferred? Definitely. <laughs> Shout out well, to Plex. Shout out to Plex on that. So what else uh, we got Xbox. coming up, guys? Um, Winter Olympics. That's yes. A- I'm always, you know what? They sneak up on me like every time. I swear, <laughs> for me but, too. And I get more excited. I, I mean, I get more excited about the Summer Olympics, but the Olympics in general, man. How can you not like enjoy that? I mean, it's fun to watch. I do not. I prefer the Winter Olympics. Really? Yeah, I like the. Tell us why, Tony. I like the hockey, the curling. Oh, I love curling. The, oh yeah, it's so intense, bro. The the downhill skiing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just. On the brink of death, going snowboarding ninety now. miles snowboarding. an hour down a Murder. down a mountain, yes. about to snap your leg in half and fly off a cliff. Gets you energetic to the, one of those the bobsled, the luge, cool runnings. I hey, mean, all of, of it, hockey man, though. The just like a, a quick small tangent. What's up? We gotta talk about our local Preds. They're killing it right now. Mm. They're like second or third in the West. They're just doing really good. Like several All Star picks uh pk was nominated as one of the captains for the all-star team for his division nice so that's really exciting like patriotic hockey is really cool like i don't think a lot of people really get into national hockey but it's really fun so yeah i think that'll be you're right on you're dead on you hockey, on the nail hockey's now. on the trend up hit it on the nail Hit it on the nail. Nail on the head. Nail on the head. Yeah, so, I mean, I like the I like the winter sports. Um, just, but that's just me. Curly. I'm not really... Bobsled. I mean, I guess I used to really like watching track and field. There's not really any big guys that I really like seeing anymore other than, like, Usain Bolt. Mm-hmm. So, I guess that's why, like, the Winter Olympics, they took out baseball. They, which I think it's coming back, actually. Hopefully. I think they're bringing baseball back, but it's just, I mean, it's a lot of running and... <laughs> well, I always like the track and field stuff. Track and field, like, used to, and field, I used to watch sure. it. Basketball. I have a certain appreciation got, for that. Um, swimming is a big one. Yeah, I liked some of the swimming events. Uh, the gymnastics used to be really exciting. They yeah, gymnastics kinda, is kind of tapered off yeah, lately, yeah, excitement-wise for me. But uh, we're trying like USA wise, like our women's gymnastics team is really good, but the yeah. men's is kind of. Mm. Eh. What you guys? What's your preference, winter or summer Olympics? I would say summer, but well, I you think are for, a track and field. I athlete. am a track a track guy. I have a um, actually, if you Google me, I have a uh, 
record for Junior Olympics in Nashville. Um, <laughs> under the radar, I've never heard this before. Yeah, so that's humble brags. That's cool. That's why track is like one of the sports that I did not like doing, but I was good at. You know what I'm saying? It's like you know, I wish I was. I wish I liked. Um, I wish I was good at basketball the way I'm good at track naturally. Yeah. Um, but this is. It's all good. Um, it's one of those things, hindsight, where like hindsight, your parents yeah. were like, you got to go to practice. Right, you gotta go to right. practice. It's like, I just hate Man, running. you think back like 10 years later, right. and it's like, man, they were right. if I would have put in the <laughs> effort that they wanted me to put in, right. I could have been like, I don't know. If I was such I was, of a nerd with basketball, how I was like with natural, like fused that with how good I was in track naturally, um, I think we probably be talking about Winter Olympics with me or Summer Olympics with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that was, I would say Winter Olympics, but I do love summer. curling. I mean, uh, I love Summer Olympics, but um, curling in the Winter Olympics is, is uh, exci- <laughs> exciting It's funny. To me. I think people, like, sarcastically like it's curling. Fun to, it's, fu- it's, it's like fun. fun to almost make fun of. <laughs> yeah. you know? it's, like, it's funny but because they're so serious, and uh, you got to pay it, that respect. Hey, man, but it gets very it's dramatic. Gets it's super precise. Like it's, 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 It looks like a silly sport, but it, it's intense. I mean, I from an engineering it. mindset, <laughs> yes. like, I know Rashid is an engineer, and I have that kind of... Um, it's technical. I have that kind of, like engineer mindset like thinking of things like technically and logically and trying to you know figure things out and trying to you know understanding and appreciating precision exactly and and i mean that's what curling in i mean those people are i mean the sweepers yeah. the, i mean they are precise it's a team sport I mean, analytics i'm sure is definitely yeah. deep inside there oh yeah <laughs> you know I, what's a like a under the radar winter sport to me and I can't name one person who does it. Biathlon. No, is the uh, speed skating. Speed skating is Dude. pretty cool. It's kind of fun to watch. <laughs> when Ono used to be in it, I yeah, was Paul super Ono, excited. Yeah. That's the only name I know. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's in anymore. No, I'm pretty but... sure he's too old now. But yeah, guys, in closing, that's what we got for guys today, uh, for you guys today. Um, please like, share our podcast. Uh, I'm going to put a few polls out this week just to get some engagement. Um, so you add us, we'll shout you out in the next pod. We're doing shout outs? We're definitely doing shout outs. We gotta shout some people out. All right, let's do it. <laughs> Anything else, Ben? You good? Uh, that's it, man. Uh, y'all have a great week, and we'll hopefully be back in the All right. Go Lakers. Big baller brand. Safe crew.